Executive Review with Steve Martin. And it's a very special edition of the Earshot uh, Creative Review this time. In fact, it's probably fair to say that it's a bit of an anorak's lock-in. It's a beer and jingles special because Chris Ray's here from Radio 2. Hello. And uh, let's do this properly. Let's make it a proper beer and jingles uh, lock-in. We've, um, we've got the beer... There we go. And uh, what have you got there? Uh, oh, I've got cider. I'm, I'm following in the Chris Stevens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, proper proper cider. How the BBC has changed. It took us, what, ten minutes to find a bottle opener in this building? <laughs> well, a corkscrew would have been much easier. <laughs> anyway, we've got everything we need. We've got the jingles, we've got the beer, the cider, and we've got Chris Ray, who's been leading the new jingles project at Radio 2 over the... Well, how long has this been going on? Uh, well, from start to finish of the briefing and coming through uh, the ideas, I guess probably about two months. And before that, all the contract negotiations, they took even longer. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, that was uh, obviously, as we were talking about before in a previous podcast, yeah. uh, must have been certainly about a year and a few months. Yeah. So it took longer to get the contracts in place than it did to write the jingles. Well, obviously with the new deal and getting all that right and getting it all sorted, that did take a long time. But once we got that sorted and once we were, were happy with the, with the uh, guys we chose, mm. uh, we were able to go forward and, yeah, and get on with it. And you're working with, with Wise Buddha yep. on this. They won the pitch. What was in the brief you gave them? Well, the brief um, really was the brief that we set out uh, as part of the pitch and from then on in we uh, got together and we went through all the requirements of the package uh, so that was all the era cuts that we we're looking for the, to cover the full kind of the, if you like five decades worth of music the different genres so we're talking everything from classical to jazz to uh, blues um, and then also the daytime presenter IDs so there was the whole slew of all that that we went through and then each cut we individually went through and we said okay this is the feel we're looking for this is the sound we're looking for and then the guys went away came back with ideas yes no, maybe we could do this. That's a great idea. And we went, we really just developed it from the ground up like that. Well, in this podcast, we are going to play all the cuts from the main package back to back so you get a chance to uh, enjoy those in your own time and perhaps even with your own beer, <laughs> your own anorak lock-in. I don't care what you get up to in your personal time, but we will be playing those for you uh, once I've had a chat uh, with Chris and talked about some of the uh, particular highlights uh, from the package. But, Chris, put this into some historical context. When was the last major change, the last wholesale change of jingles on Radio 2? Well, the last big package would have been 1990. It was made, I think it was on the air, very early 1998, and that was obviously with Groove, and uh, before that was Jam, so yeah, quite a long time ago. So 15 years ago was when the the current package, when the current logo was first uh, put on the air. And you're keeping the same logo with the new package, as we'll hear shortly. Yeah. Why did you decide to do that? Because we, there's nothing necessarily wrong with the station sound of Radio 2. It was just a case of evolving it. And in actual fact, you know, the logo melody is so recognisable and it's something that we want to really use, build on um, and evolve the station sound, make it sound a bit more contemporary, a bit more modern, give a bit more breadth to uh, what we've currently got available to us. Uh, so this was the perfect opportunity to evolve the sound 
not completely change it or reinvent it. In radio, we do change things incrementally, progressively. We change the talent on air. Perhaps scheduling changes will only make small changes at a, at a time. So what's the rationale for making a significant large change when it comes to imaging? I mean, all stations do it. There's a certain day we put in the calendar, we say, right, new jingles go live there. Why, given that everything we know about audiences and their behaviour and their relationship with radio is that they respond best to small, almost imperceptible change? I think it's, there's always that tipping point, isn't there? As soon as you put the new news jingle on or the new travel jingle, the rest of it might as well be new as well. Because that those are the two, certainly on Radio 2, jingles that are heard the most. And as soon as we do news, as soon as we do travel, we should just do the rest. So I'm just thinking 15 years, 24 hours a day, your old news jingle must have been run 120,000 times. Oh, my God. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't worked it out. But it'll be when Vanessa, you know, and she will be the last person person who does the this is bbc radio 2 and all the and the news strap into the old jingle that will actually be quite sad i will be quite sad the cart must be pretty worn by now (laughs) (laughs) bit of wow on the front great radio production and the people who make it the earshot creative review sponsored by hobson's well, let's start by playing the new news jingle and tell us the story behind this because it's quite a radical change of format. It is. Um, what we wanted to do is to standardise the way that all programmes go into the news. And um, what we've done with the news jingle is really put a, a little ramp on the front. So presenters say this is BBC Radio 2 online, on digital radio and on 88 to 91 FM over the front of this ramp. It's designed to be quite flexible so they don't always have to hit it at certain points because, you know, we're not trying to be ultra slick. Mm. Uh, that's not really the kind of Radio 2 sound. But at the same time, we want to just give it um, uh, give it more of a standardised feel going into the news. And if they're running a song up to the news, do they have to get rid of the song to clean, to silence underneath before they hit the news jingle in or can they crossfade? No, no, we've we've run all the demos. We've, uh, <laughs> it, it works quite nicely. Just because it's got a very hard drum start, it just you know it's nice, nice, easy. Uh, Draws your attention forward, does it? Absolutely, yeah. Let's hear it then. <laughs> So I think uh, with that jingle, it's fair to say um, it was more orchestra because uh, we wanted that big orchestral feel, but we still needed a, a bit of contemporary drums on there and there's a bit of guitar in there, but it still needs to have that big Radio 2 sound. And to be honest, tackling actually the Radio 2 news jingle we thought would be the hardest part of this package because it's so iconic with the network and it's been on for so long. And actually, I'm really pleased with the way that came out and... Um, it's it's probably been one of the easiest parts of the package to develop, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, surprisingly so, but very pleased about it. And you mentioned the orchestral elements. You probably, uniquely in British radio, are a station that has an orchestra. Well, we don't actually have an orchestra to ourselves. <laughs> uh, the Radio 2 concert, it's the BBC concert orchestra. <laughs> and uh, the BBC concert orchestra we had for uh, a four-hour session, and the news jingle was uh, a part of that. And, uh, yeah, they did a fantastic job playing on that. Absolutely brilliant. But, um, I mean, really, uh, there's there's no substitute for having the real thing. I mean, yes, you can get the samples and all the rest of it, but having the string section, you know, 20-piece string section playing uh, all of this just gives it an absolutely epic sound. And also, when you're playing it against the tracks that also use these real instruments, it means that the jingles themselves then stand up against the music that you're playing. 
You mentioned travel as another absolute cornerstone of any jingle package. What's the story behind the travel cut? I'm not sure there is much of a story, really. It's, it's, the, it's the travel jingle, and um, it obviously is the uh, the second most played jingle on the station, and it had to be... We, we wanted to keep the vocals on that. That was quite important, because uh, Radio 2, throughout an hour, we don't have set points where you play jingles necessary, necessarily. Uh, so the travel, we felt, still had to sing BBC Radio 2, still had to have the logo, because it was a point just to reinforce that. BBC Um, and of course, the uh, travel bed comes with a separate vocal tag. Um, <laughs> how often it gets used, I'm not so sure. But we'll see. BBC Radio 2. And you mentioned the BBC Concert Orchestra collaborating with Wise Buddha on the news jingle there that we heard. And there's a lot more collaboration behind this package, isn't there? Because you've got so much musical talent at the radio station. Absolutely. And it makes sense for us to use that talent. So people like Claire Teal, who's an extremely good jazz singer, uh, Huey Morgan uh, from Fun Loving Criminals, uh, who did a great turn um, on uh, playing guitar. And also uh, we had Paul Jones uh, of Manfred Mann, who was just fantastic, who played harmonica on his own rhythm and blues jingle. So yeah, it was just brilliant. And then we were able to also, um, people, for example, like Beverly Knight, who are very familiar with uh, Radio 2's audience, also agreed to sing uh, on some of the cuts. So it's been a real collaborative approach, as you say, which it's really a jingle package that's just got Radio 2 running right the way through the middle of it. Well, let's hear some of those individual cuts you just mentioned and uh, point out to us who we're going to hear. Okay, well, this is one of the 60s cuts, and vocals on this are from Beverly Knight. Uh, and you mentioned Claire Teal? Yes, and Claire did um, a fantastic uh, job. We've got Claire actually singing on a few cuts, um, but this particular one for the... It was a kind of Sinatra standard. Uh, so we had proper brass section in, and the concert orchestra provided the strings, and then Claire did the vocals. MGM strings there and just the full works absolutely brilliant absolutely huge sound as well um, Paul Jones I mentioned before he played his on his uh, harmonica on his own uh, blues cut um, I have to say I never knew it was so difficult to play the mouth organ but watching Paul who's an absolute pro uh, was absolutely brilliant <laughs> And uh, just for a bit of fun. BBC. 
But she just, this Chloe was just like having a laugh in the studio and we were just doing it. I thought, oh yeah, let's do it anyway, let's do it. <laughs> Everyone knows what it's going to sing, hopefully. <laughs> so you're taking these musicians who are very accomplished in their own right, but then asking them to do jingles, which is a very specific craft. What was the process of getting them steered into the way of thinking that is required for making jingles? Well, Jem and Ollie, who are the composers uh, from Wisepudder on the package, were absolutely fantastic. And, uh, for example, when Beverly came in, Beverly had already heard the cuts before, and the guys had sent her over the demos. So when she came in, she already knew what she would like to do with that cut. So she came in and you know just did it and it was absolutely fantastic claire um when uh, ollie was uh, working with claire on uh, one of the i think it was the sinatra cut the big band cut mm-hmm. um it was really just a case of saying to them okay well you know you are uh, an extremely accomplished musician this is what we'd like to do but we'd also like something of you in this so what do you think and how do you think we could develop this because these are our ideas and we just worked really in say it was really about half an hour um them in the studio trying different things out um but because they're such good musicians it is not hard to get very quickly to a stage where you think well that's it that's a, such a great uh, such a great take Okay, well, it's a beer and jingles uh, special here. We've got the beer, we've got the jingles. I'm with Chris Ray from Radio 2 and the brand new package uh, going live uh, this week across the nation. And it, it, look, this is, this is a big deal, isn't it? It's the biggest radio station in the country. It's the first major new jingle package for 15 years. But, but how important is it to you and your career personally? Well, um, um, it's it's funny. A number of people have asked me, do I feel the weight of it? <laughs> Which I always think is quite a funny question. Because I, I think it, it is a big deal. There's no denying that. But ultimately, all you can do is the best job possible that, that you can do. Mm. And if everyone thinks that's a great job, then fantastic, I'm over the moon. You know, inevitably, not everyone's going to like it. It's just the nature of it. But... Um, it is a big deal. We want to get it absolutely right. And, you know, Robert and I and the guys at Wisebudder have be really been working hard on this uh, to make sure that it's absolutely the best we can possibly make it. But you're not worried that if, if the reception from the public is not great, then you're going to be shunted off onto special projects and then out of the BBC <laughs> in 18 months? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. Watch this space. <laughs> yes, uh, come and speak yeah. to me in about a year. <laughs> see who I am. Just tell me, Chris, about some of your personal favourites in the package. I have to say, the uh, Evans cuts have come out incredibly well. Uh, this was working with the London Community Gospel Choir, um, and we I remember going along to the session, and it was to their studio uh, in Walthamstow. Not sure quite what to expect, but um, we had uh, it's a, a massive new gospel cut that we've had uh, recorded, and I remember sitting there and... Watching them do it is amazing because there's no an A sharp here or a B flat there. There's none of that. It's just all about feel. These are the words, okay, and then they just have a counting. You sing that harmony, you sing that harmony, and go. Absolutely amazing to sit and watch them uh, just perform. And uh, and absolutely, I'm so pleased with the way, particularly the, the big gospel openers come out. It's fantastic. Well, we're going to hear this big gospel opener now because it's got, uh, it name checks everyone in the in the Chris Evans <laughs> cast. So you're going to have to update that every time there's a talent change. Uh, yeah, we've already had that situation because <laughs> in the first week, Vassos is off. <laughs> so, and it's Caroline who's in. So we've uh, we've already ch- already changed the names. <laughs> and you, what, you had to get the whole choir back to change the name? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's just a single singer. Uh-huh. No, it's all, it all fine. Let's hear the cut. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your radio talking, and we want to wish you all a very good morning. Rise and shine, sleepy 
so I think you've got to wake up with a smile <laughs> when that comes on your radio. Be rude not to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, ah, it's just so massive. Absolutely fantastic. I love it. And there's a bit of continuity from the existing Chris Evans jingles through to that, the good morning with that big bulky harmony at the end. There is, but also what we're doing is that the Monday to Friday jingles getting resung also by the London Community Gospel Choir. They're doing that. And for the Olympics, uh, we're having a whole different Monday to Sunday version because Chris is going to be live from the Olympic site for two weeks solid, including across the the weekend so we've got a monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday uh, which i have to say jem did uh wise but did an amazing job re-editing uh, <laughs> and just coming up with how that fits because we weren't too sure but it's come out brilliantly online on digital and on 88 to 91 fm bbc radio 2 Excellent. Well, Chris, thank you so much. I know it's a lot of work for you. We're not going to keep you any longer because what we're going to do now is uh, say thank you very much. And on behalf of all the listeners to the Earshot Crazy Review, thank you for spending time in your studio with us today. We're going to now play the entire package uh, back to back so you can enjoy (laughs) this in your own time. And we're going to sit back and do the same here with our beer and cider at Radio 2. We're back uh, next month with another edition of the Earshot Creative Review, back in our regular format with more radio producers and their work. One quick note, though, before Chris plays all the jingles, if you entered the Hobson's Voice Search competition, incredible number of entries and an incredibly high standard as well. We hope to be announcing the shortlist for that competition in the next few weeks, so keep an eye on earshotcreative.com earshotcreative.com and uh, keep Keep following the podcast because in September we'll be setting the uh, shortlisted candidates in the competition some incredible tasks in studios around London. That's all to come in the Earshot Creative Review. We're sponsored by Hobson's. I'm Steve Martin. Roll the jingles!
you want me to replay that? Or is that you no, that's fine. I know how, that, I know how it ends. Yeah, yeah. I bet it ends too. Two. <laughs> <laughs> the InShot Creative Review, sponsored by Hobson's.